Hi, folks. Welcome to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher out here with my wing woman. Lorraine Edson. We're out here at RE Plus 2023. I cannot believe how many uh, how many years we've been coming to this. It's got to be 13 or 14 years. Got to give a shout-out to our friends at Daytona Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram for their loyal support, and particularly to our driver of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, Mr. Daniel Dye, and his message he's carrying across America for the race to stop suicide. Way to go, Daniel. Looking looking great out there. Really proud of you. We've got a very special guest with us today. And when I say very special, I meant very special guest. <laughs> it's our friend, Mr. Rob Haddock, well, owner and CEO of S5. S5, Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bill. It's always good to visit with you. It is fun to hear. I hope we can uh, blot out some of the noise here. We're in the middle of a conference center, and I have never seen as many people short of Times Square. I heard numbers like 60,000. Holy mackerel. I mean, that's just what I heard. It's, yeah. I haven't verified that, but that's that's what I'm told, is that there are like 60,000 people here. This just, show has exploded in the it, last few years. Unbelievable. Just trying to get in here is just crazy. You know, yeah. I took a picture of the number of people, and it, it, you just wouldn't believe it. But, you know, it's so, so exciting to be involved in this business and uh of course you and i've been in this for a long time you know in different different levels and stuff s5 is acknowledged as the number one uh, roof attachment for metal roofs in the world today and it's all due to you and your family now i'm not just blowing smoke rob you guys have done a tremendous job do me a favor and take me back to where you started you know show from where you grew up walk us forward Oh, mercy. You mean where I started with the S5 company? No, where you were born. Oh, I was born in Fort Collins, Colorado in 1954, so I just turned 69 years old uh, a few weeks ago. You don't uh, have any gray hair. I, I have a little right here along the edges, oh, you boy. know, it, and my stash is getting kind of gray. But. Boy, I wish I had a picture. We're going to have a picture uh, on our Facebook. He's got the best-looking mustache, man. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> It looks good. I've worn a mustache ever since I could grow hair, Bill. <laughs> really? You know what? It just seems natural. you got a cowboy hat on. You've got a vest. Uh, you look like a, a, a between a cowboy and a gambler. Well, my my earlier years were spent cowboying. And actually, we're, a, we're now a fourth or fifth generation rodeo family. Uh, I competed when I was younger. My dad competed before me. My kids competed after me, and now their kids compete. That is amazing. So, what did you? What was your competition? Well, uh, I I started in the earlier days on bareback bronx and oh. bulls, um, but I gave up bareback bronx. I wasn't that good at it, and I focused on bull riding. So, I was um, I was riding bulls for quite a few years so is it is it eight seconds is that the bull ride is that it is eight seconds to qualify yeah to get to to re- to even be considered for a score no right. kidding that is incredible and where did you compete i competed all over the state of colorado on new mexico into the texas panhandle um oklahoma wyoming um pretty much the the rocky mountain and and great plains states that is incredible. So do, do these bulls travel from state to state? I mean, are they all the same bulls, or how does that work? Well, there are, there are contractors who raise professional rodeo stock um, and and breed specifically really? bucking bulls and bucking horses Jeez. and so on. And those contractors 
uh, bid for the work. They're you know they bid by invitation to a to a rodeo producer wherever that may be, um, and then they furnish the stock if they're if they have a successful arrangement with the rodeo producer and they may haul stock over state lines you know a lot of the bigger rodeos they haul they haul stock all over the u.s wow. pbr and and some of the prca rodeos yeah. i'm surprised red bull hasn't gotten into it they have all these actions for us <laughs> airplane racing and all these different things i include rodeo in that that's a that's pretty dangerous isn't it um, yes, it is. I mean, the rough stock end of the arena is pretty dangerous. Anytime, anytime, you know, even the even the timed event end of the arena, the roping events and the bulldogging events, you know, when 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 you're when you're competing horseback, you know, at, at thirty miles an hour or whatever, it it can get a little hairy. <laughs> and of course, you know, in the rough stock event, the bull riding in particular, um, there are some pretty rank bulls that come hunting you even after you're off of them so i'm sure you've seen that yeah i have you know i, I we got to get down to business pretty quick but you really got my attention here so is it just the luck of the draw the, the bowl that you get in other words you just they just pull out of the hat and you go oh i got rambo the bowl or what essentially that's right it is luck of the draw and, and of course a good stock contractor tries to have an even pen of bulls in other words you know bulls that 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 perform as expected every trip, yeah. um, and and are pretty even from the best to the worst. Mm-hmm. You know that there's not a huge difference, but but they all are individual and they and they buck differently than, than the next one. But. You look like such a calm guy, but there's a burning uh, uh, desire underneath that vest. I can tell you, <laughs> to be involved in business for as long as you have, it takes a, it takes a bit of grizzle. When did you start in your business? Um, I started in business in the in the contracting business when I was 19 years old. Uh, I started with a I started with a, a, an investment of forty dollars and a pickup. And I had worked in the steel erection business for other companies and decided, you know, they were all mom and pop companies. And I decided I was smarter than the people I'd been working for. So I started my own with forty bucks and a pickup. Oh, boy! I'll tell you. Things have changed since then, but that, I love to hear stories of that. That's the that's the American way, isn't it? You know, uh, it is independence. And, it is. Yeah. It is. I'm I'm grateful that um, you know I was I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth by any stretch. Um, I did what I could was ever since I was ten years old to you know to earn some money, buy a new bicycle, a new rifle, or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and and I'm grateful that. You know that I was brought up the way that I was, and um, I became an entrepreneur at a very early age, uh, and only in America, as they say. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of that is, uh, I, I think, a lot of that is handed down by heritage from our parents, and then we learn from our parents to be uh, independent and uh, not have to worry about people giving us stuff. We're going to make our own way, right? Amen. That's the way an entrepreneur thinks. And, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible the ups and downs you can experience. And I know what you and I know what we're talking about, right? You have your lean years, you have your good years and stuff, but, man, you just can't give up. It's just, just the nature of it, isn't it? Right. It takes, it takes a lot of bulldog tenacity sometimes to keep going because, you know, life and business is somewhat of a roller coaster. Yeah. Sometimes it's up and sometimes it's down, and it takes a lot of uh, 
It takes faith and patience, endurance, tenacity, and a lot of hard work. Yeah. A lot of hard work. You know, it's, it's like we had a, a podcast yesterday, and the, the subject came up. And we, we have the opportunity every morning when you get up to be elated that we're here to be miserable, right? It's, we can do whatever we want, right? We can choose, and it's the entrepreneur spirit. We get up every morning. We no, we don't even need an alarm. We jump out of bed, and, man, we're ready to go, right? That's me. That's me. And, you know, um, Bill, when people ask me, how are you doing, I'm always peachy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I just stay peachy. And I find that when I respond that way, when they ask me, how are you, I'm peachy. Sometimes... It's a reminder to me right. <laughs> that I'm peachy. It's all good. I mean, you know, there are humps and bumps, and there are always challenges. But, um, but perseverance and 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 patience and diligence always pay off. They have in my life anyway. Yeah. You know, I, I I can kind of relate to that because uh, when somebody asks me how I'm doing, it's just like, man, I'm doing great, I'm, and I'm really really happy. And, and I ask somebody how they're doing, they go. Uh, I'm doing. I go. Can I ask? Can I just give you just some advice? What's that? Don't say I'm doing. You know, say it's great. It it, it, it changes your whole outlook, right? You know, there, an old friend of mine um, stopped by the house once. He he, we hadn't seen each other for some time, and uh, he stopped by, and and I invited him in. We shook hands and greeted each other. And he said, he said, Rob, he said I haven't seen you for so long. He said. How's, how's life treating you? And then he said, wait. He said, don't answer that. He said, how are you treating life? And that was so profound, Bill, yes. to me. I've never forgotten that. Yeah. Because <clears throat> life treats everybody the same. Sometimes it's a lot of fun, and sometimes it really sucks. <laughs> um, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a roller coaster. So the it real is. question is, how are you treating life? Yeah. How do you deal with that? Yeah. Um, and anyway, that's a, a, a little gem that I just remember. Well, I think I want to thank you for passing along to our listening audience because it's very important. It's it was, with all the, uh, uh, shall I say, negativity and uh, stuff going on right now, you need all the encouragement you give you can get, but it needs to be kind of inner encouragement too, right? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. It needs to be inner encouragement. We need to encourage each other and ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, uh, enough of the philosophy stuff. We're going to move on into business. Okay, so when did you you got you were in the construction business, and all of a sudden you were looking at metal roofs, and you go, "Hey, there's got to be a better way." Well, I sort of looked at everything that I did that way when I was in the construction business. I was an innovator then because I have always broken with tradition. I mean. I want to understand what the convention is, but the next thing in my mind is always, how can it be better? How can we do it faster? How can we do it better? Um, I was never hemmed in by conventional wisdom, I guess, is a good way to say it. I'm always looking to outdo the conventional wisdom, if you will. And I was that way when I was in the contracting business. I was dreaming up new ways to erect steel and, and, and so on. And so... Um, it was a kind of a natural progression, I guess, when I retired from the contracting business in 1990 um, and, and moved into, I had a, a consulting practice, and I still do, within, within the trade of metal roofing. Um, and I started innovating. I had always been innovating, but I started inventing. And there's a difference. Um, you know, innovation is just doing something differently than it's 
typically done. Invention is involves a physical widget, if you will, a gizmo, or what you might call it, a physical thing. And um, so I started inventing in 1990-91. Um, and a common problem that uh, that I had seen both in my contracting career as well as my consulting practice was that problems that metal, metal roofs have been around, Bill. I don't know if you knew this, but metal roofs have been around for several thousand years, almost 3,000, in fact. Really? Um, standing seam metal roofing has been around for 1,200 or so. And it was always a problem and still was in 1990 when I started inventing that when people had to attach things to roofs, the integrity of a standing seam roof was always violated, you know, by jamming screws through it, um, you know, which aren't weatherproofed and prohibit the thermal, uh, the thermal cycling of, of the roof material. Um, and, and these were old, have always been problems on metal roofs. How do we attach something to this? It was done by hook or crook. There was never a right way. Uh, and all the ways that were used were, were just necessity. Well, we, we've got to mount this antenna. We've got to mount these snow guards. We got to, whatever it is we're mounting on the roof. Um, and it, so it was done by hook and crook. Uh, and I had a metal roof on, on my home. I had built a, a, my dream home around that time. Uh, and it started with snow retention. There, there weren't any snow retention devices on the market that were prudent, that preserved the integrity of the roof. And so I just put on my thinking cap and came up with something. And the something was, was, a, was a metal block. The first ones I made were made, uh, I just whittled them out of a 2x4, okay? But it, was, it straddled the seam and then used set screws from the side to pinch the seam. So it was a lot like a saddle on a horse, and I know a little bit about that kind of right. thing. Um, and I took it to the a test lab. I had the prototype made out of aluminum, and I took it to the test lab, and because the first thing on my mind was, how strong is this? You know, how much will it hold? Right. Uh, and, and, and it blew me away. He, he, the, that, that lab had a 2,000-pound load cell in their tensile test machine, and I mounted this this clamp that I'd invented onto a, a standing seam roof profile, and we put it in that machine and pulled on it, and it maxed out his load cell at oh, two thousand oh. pounds and never failed. And so I thought, wow, I, I really might have something here. And I realized almost immediately that although I was inventing something for the purpose of snow retention, that it had all kinds of applications for anything that was mounted on a metal roof. Um, without damaging or, or, or violating warranties or damage, damaging the finishes on the roof. Um, and it was a hit. Well, that is a ideal explanation. We're going to take a short break, folks. When we come back, we're going to talk about all the different products that Rob has and what he's doing for America and actually across the world today. Hold on. We're right back with you.
If somebody knocks on your door or a telemarketer is on your phone, you know it's not us. Hi, folks. This is Bill Gallagher with SolarFit. If you've been thinking about solar, we want you to knock on our door or call us. SolarFit's been a part of this community for over 47 years, and our customers love us. Couldn't say it if it wasn't true. Now's the time to go solar for your home or business. Give us a call at 445-7606. Solar fit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher out here in Las Vegas for RE Plus 2023. I'm here with my friend Rob Haddock with S5. Rob. That explanation initially that you went from kind of growing up, bringing it all the way up through to being an inventor and coming up with this product that you're going to hear more about this shortly that we use every day and more and more and everything. Talk about the usages of S5. You talked about so, snow retention. Now, we're from Florida. We don't retain snow. Talk about that. <laughs> well, um, in northern climates where, where we get a lot of snow, it can actually be dangerous. That it, it, it accumulates on a roof during a snowstorm, and then when the sun comes out, it begins to warm the roof, and it can cause a rooftop avalanche. And, and I read about them almost every year that people are actually killed from that, and aside from all the damage it might do to anything below the eaves of the roof. And mm-hmm. so that's an important use, and all our all our snow retention systems are, are actually engineered specifically to the project site involving several variables, the slope of the roof, the design, snow load, and so on. And they're actually engineered for a 50-year uh, snow event. And uh, so that was where we started. That was an obvious application of, of this technology. Um, as time went on, uh, because we thoroughly test everything for load capacity, the original test I described to you, we went on with that and wrote test protocols because there is no ASTM procedure for this kind of testing. Uh, so we invented our own, and we test all our products for holding strength. Well, then the fall protection industry found us, or we found them. We found each other. Mm-hmm. Um, because we had such thorough testing on the holding capacity of our, of our clamps and brackets, uh, it was a natural for permanent fall arrest systems, fall protection systems, static lifelines, things like that. And legislation globally was beginning to mandate that kind of worker protection on, on rooftops. And so that's another application of S5 is to anchor um, proprietary fall protection systems on jobs. And and that really opened the door to global markets for us. Um, we have fall protection distributors and, and, and system manufacturers all over the world. Um, another application would be um, satellite dishes, communications equipment. You want to mount an antenna or a satellite dish on your roof. Um, it's You know, the, the niftiness of S5 and I think all our inventions, and by the way, I don't know if you're aware of this, Bill, but... But to date, we're a continuing innovation company. To date, we've been issued 120-some patents since our inception. Wow. Um, and so we just continue to innovate, and we, and we innovate products that make it easy to mount almost anything on roofs. We innovated fairly recently a really nifty system to mount 
um, satellite dishes on roofs. And, uh, you know, the Starlink and the dish and, and, and direct TV networks and all that right. stuff. And, of course, that's a, that's a global application as well. Um, other things like rooftop service walkways. You have a large roof on a warehouse or, or an office building or whatever it is that has roof-mounted HVAC equipment, has to be serviced. And so attaching roof service walkways, um, that's another application. Um, and, of course, uh, the one we're all here about is, is solar. And um, we've invented uh, some nifty ways to attach solar, and, and our, 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 our kind of star performer in that regard is uh, our PV kit. We call it direct attach. So you can attach solar to a metal roof without using rails. You know that the convention in the industry is to rail mount, to mount rails on the roof and then mount solar modules to the rails. Well, a metal roof is different. It already has built-in rails. All the ribs or seams, um, as, as the case may be, provide convenient mounting places, and metal roofs are structural. Uh, and so we invented the, the direct attach method, and we do that with our PV kit. And that saves, like, it saves 85% of the material. So, you know, as far as carbon footprint is concerned, it has a much, much smaller carbon footprint, lower cost. It's, it's only 10% the volume of rails, and the load distribution into the roof is 25% better than rail mounting. So it's good all the way around, and it saves an enormous amount of labor. Um, and you can see behind you there, we've got a stack of 100 kilowatts which is about 18 inches by 28 inches um, by about 2 feet in, in, in cubes. Um, you can put a megawatt of our hardware to mount a megawatt's worth of solar in the back of a short bed pickup. That is amazing. As Think opposed it, to a several semi-loads of, of yeah, rail mounts. Rails and yeah, the additional work and the time it takes to do that. and Yeah. That's that's fascinating. Well, you know, I, I know from our standpoint, we're getting ready to start a project down in uh, Palm Coast, Florida, for the city of Palm Coast. It's the it's called Palm Coast Recreational Center. It's a huge pickleball facility, and we're putting in a little bit over 100 kW using your products, which were specifically designed for this rooftop. We it wasn't available anywhere else. Not that we would look anywhere else, but uh, we're very proud of that. So you're going to have a footprint right in our hometown. Well, you should get a picture of you standing next to 100 kW worth of S5 direct attached goods right over there. <laughs> then I'll go and stand next to 2,000 feet of railing, right? You say, wait, which is better, right? Right. Well, that's right. amazing. Well, Rob, you, you, you have uh, such a talent for innovation. I know the brain, you're just always thinking about stuff. It's amazing. Well, it's not all me, Bill. Um, we've, built a, we've built a team over the years, and we have several engineers who who have their names on a number of, of patents. So, you know, we, we've built a staff around my philosophy of, of continued innovation. Um, and we have, we have up to a dozen patent filings in the, in the USTPO at any given time because we just, we just keep making S5 better. You know, wow. new things, new applications, make some of the old things easier to use. It, it, it's just a continuing... A lot of people think we're a manufacturing company, and I always tell them, 
we're not really a manufacturing company. We're an innovation company who does its own manufacturing. Right. Do you ever sleep? <laughs> of course. I sleep like a stone every night. <laughs> well, when you're up, you're, you're pedaling fast. I'll tell you that. That's I am. What do, you, what do you see for the future? I mean, uh, you know, I, I was reading reports today that they anticipate the solar industry to, to double within the next five years. Now, I don't know where they're going to put them because Las Vegas is full of solar people right now. <laughs> well, um, I, we're, we're expanding globally. We're, we're really focused on expanding our export markets. And so um, we, have, we have projects up until now in 74 different countries in the world to the best of our knowledge because we, we sell a lot through distribution so we don't always know where all right, our products right. are going but um, we're we're putting forth some strategic objectives over the next three years to expand our export sales and um, we, we have projects we, we're shipping up we're shipping a project to Saudi Arabia here in the next quarter or so um, so we have some uh, high profile jobs in the, in the Middle East market. Um, in, in the in the sub-Saharan African market, in uh, Asia Pac, in, in New Zealand and Australia, in uh, uh, in Malaysia and Vietnam and the Philippines, and a lot in Central America, um, and and even into South America and the Caribbean. Um, in in Europe, our business is growing year over year. Um, where else? I don't know that that covers most of it, but we're really focused on expanding and growing those markets. And solar, of course, is the key in most of those markets because they're, uh, the whole world is getting aggressive with renewables and, and chiefly rooftop solar. You know, I, I, for some reason it popped in my mind that your, your product would be perfect for mountaineers. You know, people, for what? Mountaineers, people that climb mountains and rock structures and stuff and you know, little wedge clips and stuff. That You ever thought about doing that? Well, you know, it's funny you mention that because back in the very late 90s or mid-90s, um, the whole subject of fall protection, rooftop fall protection, uh, began to be legislated in, in specifically in parts of Europe. Um, and the guys who addressed that market it was a brand new industry, a brand new market, rooftop fall protection. They were all mountain climber guys. Really? You know, who saw an opportunity um, to develop rooftop safety. And, and so most of those companies started started small with mountain climbers. And, and now it's, a, it's an enormous industry. So. Well, those guys know, and those gals know a lot about fall protection, don't they? Yep. In some of these mountains, uh, like out in Zion, Mount Zion out there, holy mackerel. I don't know if there's anything like that. But in answer to your question, my days of riding bulls and climbing mountains are pretty much behind me. <laughs> do, you get, do you get a chance to travel to see some of this product out in the, the world today? Oh, I do. I travel I travel extensively. Pre-COVID, I was, I was flying about a quarter of a million miles a year. Jeez. I'm one of those guys United Airlines really likes. <laughs> frequent, frequent, frequent flyer, right? Yes, sir. Jeez. Yes, sir. Well, Rob, we're almost out of time here today. Uh, just give me just a little snapshot of the future. Just to say the next uh, two years. What's, what do you, what's it looking like? Well, Bill, my crystal ball is pretty much busted like everybody's is. You know, I mean, uh, there are crazy things happening in the world, so I take it a day at a time. But as far as the next two or three years, the, 
the planned agenda is to continue to grow our business and 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 in 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 in, uh, in 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 major ways in export markets. So we're looking at developing some of the markets that I mentioned to you uh, globally, and that's what's on my plate for the next two or three years, maybe longer. Oh, geez, man. Well, thanks so much, Rob, for taking time uh, of your busy schedule. I mean, everyone's standing out here wanting to talk to you. I don't know how you, you were so gracious for your time with us, but thank you, and thank you for what you do and for all the support you give to everyone in the solar business and every business. Thank you, Rob. You're an awesome guy. Thank you for your kind words, Bill. It's always a pleasure. You keep saying nice things about me. It's always a pleasure <laughs> to sit down and talk to you. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, folks, we're in the nicest booth in the whole conference. I come here every year it's search out Rob because I know it, it's so homey. We've got a little bit of a fire pit going on over here. And geez, I even see is it is that a Manhattan that guy's drinking? Hey, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but we've got a beer tap over there and several bottles of wine. I will be back here at the close of business today, Rob. Thank you so much. All right, enjoy the show, Bill. Thanks, Rob. Folks, we're going to sign off for now. Boy, that was great. I always love talking to Rob and the, uh, his entrepreneurial spirit. We're going to sign off. We'll see you again next week. God bless. Bye bye. SolarFit Renewable Energy Radio Show paid for by SolarFit.